And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, miracles are the coolest stuff in the kingdom of God. Don't misunderstand. God's love, grace, mercy, kindness are all at the top of all of our lists. But miracles are just cool. For the people of God, they reinforce, they're kind of a reinforcement to our faith. I think that's fair. They are gracelets that manifest in different times and in different ways. A gracelet is like a measure of grace, okay? Yay for miracles. But for non-believers, miracles can lose their impression. Something incredible happens, and it's amazing because non-believers are only concerned with what happens after the miracle. They don't even care about the miracle. We're going to talk about that. Next, the name of Jesus is so great. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Unless you don't like Jesus, despise Jesus, or reject Jesus, then the name of Jesus makes the person cringe. Some people are so adamant about their opposition to Jesus, they wouldn't even or couldn't even say his name. And finally, here is a defining moment in Scripture in the New Testament. Post-resurrection, regarding the dividing line between governmental obedience, referenced in Romans 13, and practical application of what to do when divine requirements are in opposition to God's commandments. If there's a conflict between government and God, You obey God. There is no possible biblical challenge to this that is ever worthy of note. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Ooh, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, 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 hey. We're asking you, what do you think? What do you think? Now, you are able to reach out to us in a couple of different ways. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. We, did have, we do have people say, well, why do you repeat it? Remember we had somebody call in and say, I try to remember the number. <laughs> Because, well, first of all, I say it really fast, right? I mean, you got to, you know, the 445, right? It's like the one number. Anyhow, you can also call in 972 
0770. When you make that call, Captain Chris will answer the phone and then you will be. All right, now let me make sure you guys understand this, okay? First of all, any topic's open for conversation because it's not professional radio. <laughs> That's for sure. So Annika called in last hour, and we want that. That's what we want. We want you to be able to call in. You're thinking, well, Dave, you know, we want to go through the teaching. Well, sometimes the Lord has a better plan than Dave's plan. All right, let me rephrase that. Almost every three milliseconds, God has a better plan than Dave's plan. Okay, every single moment of every single second ever, God has a better plan than Dave's plan. So I might prepare a show, but there might be a question that somebody wants to ask or something they want to get some information on. And there might be somebody else listening who's just been trying to figure that out. And that's a part of the process. We want to be able to be there for one another. Not It's not a kvetch fest. It's simply an opportunity to fellowship with one another. I, I guess you can think of it as a Bible study, like an online Bible study, kind of. You know, it's like kind of an online Bible study. It's not really your church, but it is a fellowship. I'm not your pastor, but I am your brother in the Lord. I have a little bit of information. So, you know, as 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 Every once in a while I communicate, and then I have a little bit of nutsy going on, and as I often communicate, you should understand, well, there's nutsy with good, that's all right. And whatever you hear, if it's a blessing and it helps you draw closer to the Lord, awesome. And if it's something that really doesn't work for you or you just can't process it, don't worry about it. That's not my problem. It's not my problem. It's not your problem. It's just like you use whatever it is, the tools that God gives you to draw closer to him. That's our goal, and not too much more than that. Right? So I love that she called in. It's like, man, we'll change everything up. We should have a kind of a questions and answer kind of thing. The problem is that I'm not that smart. <laughs> I can talk. I'm not that smart. See, I can do anything a politician can do, like in the last 24 to 48 hours. I can go like this. <sighs> okay. I think anybody could do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, if you have a uh, question, if you have a comment, something you just want to kind of talk about, you're welcome to reach out to us. Also, Bible trivia. Here we go with our Bible trivia. Uh, not overly complex. Jesus healed the mother-in-law of which apostle? Ha! Ha! Let's get that extra breath. Ha! Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he must increase.org. I have no idea what we're going to do, so don't even... <laughs> I'm just telling Captain Chris, I don't know. Well, we never know what's going to happen. I know. That's kind of the... Uh, it does make the show much more interesting. Okay? I will say that. And somebody's calling in. And I would like to say for the record... That our good friend Al <laughs> nailed it, even though he's in perpetuity with the other, like, you know, Phil that always has him doing the wrong answer. Give props to our brother Al. All right, uh, somebody ready to answer? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. Good to hear your voice. I love it when you call in. I really, really do. And I pray well, for thank you, you every day. I just pray in the Lord just bless your life. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now, not complex. 
I don't think a pretty straightforward Jesus healed, and and I think people will, will miss this, but Jesus healed the mother-in-law of which apostle? I believe it was Peter. That is correct, sir. You are right. And what's wonderful about that is what do we know? If uh, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, then Peter was married. I mean, that's you just can't get away from yeah, that. Yeah, so we know he's married, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like, dude is married. Get away from it. It's right there. He healed his mother-in-law. Hello, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, Gary. I really appreciate it. Great work. Okay, thank you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let me get into this little part. We're in the oh, we gotta play. We gotta play our yeah, play your. What is it? Our our uh, what is it? <laughs> the wow. Yeah, that. <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! All right, I'm just going to do uh, the next segments are going to be a little, little bit more uh, theological, but I had to go back to this because I didn't mention this before and I wanted to. So we're in this First uh, Peter uh, 5 process in verse 22. Let me just read it real quick. The officers came in. They did not find them in the prison. They returned and reported saying, indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the high priest, captain of the temple, and chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So, so, so one came and told them, saying, look, the men who you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. This is after the miracle where the angel lets them out, okay? And there's, I could, you could teach them a lot of different ways in this. But the thing that I like about this and something that I wrote in my notes 20 years ago. It's 20 years ago. I'm, just, I'm looking at this going, that's a good note. That's a good note. Is this. So God does a miracle, right? Gets the apostles out. Cool. They're in the temple teaching. Talked about that last week. That's awesome. They go in to get the, the, the apostles out. They're not in the jail, but the jail is secured. and Everything's fine, and they can't figure out what's going on. And you look at that whole thing, and you try and come up with all this theology, whatever. Hey, watch this. You know what? God is into surprises. <laughs> That's what's so awesome about this. Have you ever read in the scripture where the phrase, and suddenly... <laughs> The phrase suddenly is used often in the scripture. You want to know why? Because God goes, bing! <laughs> like, what? Now, it's not abracadabra per se, but it is kind of because it's like, then the Lord just goes, and it changes. And it's like, what happened? And it's all different. And God brings surprises into believers and non-believers. Look, this miracle affected non-believers. They, they were only concerned about how this would hurt them. But we should be looking at those things that take place in our lives and going, this is what God has done to help us. This is a gracelet that God has manifested in our lives. This miracle has taken place. And tell me, when you pray for something and it happens, tell me that, that you treat it like the miracle that it is. Because you didn't pray to coincidence. You prayed to God in the name of Jesus Christ for help, and you got that help. And I'm assuming and struggling with you that you and I see the miracles for what they are. Miracles 
from God. Okay? We're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down. What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going to I'm going to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, he was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at him from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. This and, and somewhere in there, do me a favor and every once in a while kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And That, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's the first time I got to say that today, isn't it? That's like, wow. I love shows like this because you don't know where it's going. You know where it's like, I love stuff like that. Like, I hope you guys do too. Yeah, if you don't. 
I was going to write you a letter, but I couldn't spell. Okay, here we go. Uh, how many wives? <laughs> my mom did that to me. Leave me alone. How many wives did the patriarch Jacob have? Hmm, interesting. How many wives? And uh, let's not split hairs. Keep it simple. That's a nice way to say that. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Joy Ann and Cordelia, not wasting any time. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Again, how many wives did the patriarch, uh, the, the patriarch Jacob have? Think about it because, remember, he had lots of kids, right? I mean, I had three, and I was pulling my hair out, and as you can see, the result. Okay, we ready for <laughs> Are you ready for this? Uh, here's our jokes. You ready for these? Okay. All right. These are these are shorties, really short, but cute. Okay, but not kitty cute, but cute, cute. Okay. All right. Uh, a preacher visits a prison to give a sermon. Right. All the inmates attend the service. Now, don't get offended. The preacher opens with, "It brings me joy to see you all here." <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> Maybe you should rephrase that. All right. Um, this one's not as funny. The other two are much better. Um, I went to a sermon because they said they had free Wi-Fi, but they didn't because I couldn't connect to the promised land. It's the promised land. Okay. Okay, fine. How about this one? The last one's so good. The last one's really good. The preacher asked the small boy to show him the way to the post office, and the boy courteously obliged. Thank you, the preacher said. You are a bright and polite young man. How would you like to listen to my sermon this evening so I may show you the way to heaven? You're going to show me the way to heaven, the boy said in astonishment. You don't even know where the post office is. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and here's the last one. <laughs> I love this one. You have to understand how funny this is. And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to tell you who it's from, but it's actually it's a true story. But let me do the joke first. My church was going to have a sermon on prophecy today, but it was canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> That's a good one, right? <laughs> Uh, I talked to this person. I'm not going to say who it is, and so let's just say I know them well. And uh, not a Christian. And uh, they were – I'm not – it's not a joke. I'm not making this up. I know you guys think I'm making – I promise I'm not making this up. And uh, they saw uh, a, a fortune teller, like, you know, just like you – know. and so I said, well, do you want to try and talk, da-da-da-da-da? And uh, the, the person said, yeah. Uh, cause, uh, my, uh, my fortune teller that I go to, uh, she died. And I said, she didn't tell you she was going to die. <laughs> Not kidding. I said, no. <laughs> Took that person a minute to figure that out. <laughs> That's right. I am that mean. Okay. Just so you can know. All right. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, how many wives did the patriarch Jacob have? Okay. All right. 
There's it. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. And then text 214-210-8483. And then send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Let's get to this next portion. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful portion. Verse 26 of Acts chapter 5 says this. The captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, list they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. Okay, so after the disciples, or after the apostles were released from jail by an angel... Right, They went back to the temple, and they started doing exactly what the Lord commanded. They didn't go run and hide. A lot of people run and hide. It's like, no, no, go back to the temple. Go teach it again. Teach, teach, teach. They're teaching it. So then they get arrested a second time. Right, They were arrested, let's say, more carefully because they didn't want to create a problem with the crowd. The council brings them in front of them, and look what the council says. Do we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? They couldn't even say the name Jesus. That's the thing you got to get. And look, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. They wouldn't even say his name. And the reason that they wouldn't say his name is because they despised Jesus and I always find it amazing, and I you, you, you just have to be observant to see, when people talk to you about God and then you mention Jesus, if they cringe, that should tell you everything you need to know. This is not, for us, this is not a, hmm, well, let's think about this. No, this is not a think about this. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. When Jesus said, I and the Father are one, the uh, Pharisees sought to stone him. When asked why they were stoning him, they said because he made himself equal to God. Okay, I don't think there's any, case closed, done. Right? People are like, we never said that. Have you read this book? Ever? You know, it's like kind of thing. And so the name of Jesus, and so when people freak out at the name of Jesus, I always find that to be amazing. Because then they have this nebulous concept of God, this gaseous plant, this gaseous God that's like on Pluto, you know, hanging out like a Star Trek episode where they have that gaseous thing that, uh, you know, was stuck on the planet or some weird thing like that. If you love Jesus, if you love the name Jesus, that is its own testimony. If you despise the name of Jesus, if you reject the name of Jesus, that also is its own testimony. When Jesus said to people, uh, keep in mind that you deal with different Christians, and it's like, well, you know, Jesus never, you know, prayed in his name. It's okay, well, first of all, it's a little weird for a theology to go down that road, but Jesus did say four different times, when you ask something in my name, okay, then therein lies the whole, let's just put that argument to the side for a little bit. 
when you petition God in the name of Jesus Christ and there is an answer to the prayer, it brings glory to God and glory to Jesus and a blessing to you. Like, okay, I'm in. I mean, how, how is that bad? When you talk to people and they cringe, you should recognize that they have a concept of God but don't fully know who God is. You want to know who God You can't really know God. Well, from the human point of view, as much as we can know, the way to know is to know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus and his life and words are revealed, plus really Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, since Jesus is called the Word, and that contains the Word of God. So really, all of it. But I'm just kind of doing emphasis for people that are really trying to understand and get to know the Lord. Look at the life of Jesus. He is the mirror of God the Father. It's like, you know what a mirror is, right? You get up in the morning, you look, and you go, ouch, that one. That's the one I'm talking about. And the idea behind it is for us to grasp that the name, just that one uh, hymn, uh, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. That's right. There is. And that Access that understanding, that connection to God through Jesus Christ. I'm reading right now in Second Corinthians chapter five and six, doing this kind of deep dive study about the ministry of reconciliation and how the reconciliation that God brought to humanity is in Christ. And it's just like it's undeniable. And how the scripture teaches clearly that there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And you think, well, why, 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 why? Because he was born of the Spirit, and he was born of Mary, and he's the only one that can accurately represent full humanity and full divinity. Like he's the only one that qualifies. Everybody else is a non-qualifier. By the way, just not to be mean about the whole thing, I'll just, I just, I'll be mean. Why not? Uh, none of the other quote-unquote religious figures ever claimed to be God the way Jesus did. Just so you can know, just, nobody ever, nobody ever, I'm God. Nobody. Jesus said, "I and the Father are one." <laughs> you want to know about Dad? You're looking at me right here, right here. And that's exactly what he said to Philip. When Philip goes, show us the Father, it suffices. Jesus goes, I've been with you such a long time, you still don't get it? Unfortunately, I think I've heard that statement from the Lord before and other things. Hey, you've been with me such a long time, babe, you still don't get it? Oh, help me, Lord. Help me. Uh, the answer to trivia. The answer to trivia is four. Four wives. Remember, Jacob had 12 kids, right? Four wives. Well, we're given as maidservants to become wives. Four wives. That's the answer. We're taking our break. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? There's just something that dawned on me, like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell people, oh, I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Oh. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, let me, I got to eliminate this. I got to do stuff while I'm talking to you folks. Uh, I want to point out, Al made a really good point, and it is a good point. I'm just going to say this. There's a lot of people when they pray, they get a lot of distraction going on. That does happen, by the way, for those that are not aware of it. There is a desire for the enemy to, and I go through this, I think, every day, most every day anyway, where you're praying and then all these other things that either you got to do or other things flying through the air. And I think that's part of spiritual warfare. So if you're trying to figure out, hey, when I'm praying, how come I'm distracted? You're in spiritual warfare. That's part of it. 
right there. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it's mild, and you can kind of, you know, okay, stop, stop, you know, kind of thing. And then sometimes I actually have to stop my prayer and ask God to kind of just, you know, wash over me because I'm just so distracted and got things going on. Just so everybody can know, y'all go through that. Everybody goes through that. Jesus was better at it. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, Peter and, and, and you can't even pray for an hour. No, nope, no, nope, too tired. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, they think the, the idea behind that is just ask God for help. It's norm. I just want to say it's norm. Oh, OK. Want a tough trivia question? OK. Ooh, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Which of Noah's sons was older, Shem or Japheth? You know, that's a 50-50, right? Which of Noah's sons were older, Shem or Japheth? Just make sure. Just make sure when you check it out. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. If you want to call, you can text in 214-210-8483. And then also you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I think the the key to that would be probably let's see what would be the key on, on answering that wisely. Um, I think you would want to go to Genesis to make sure that the answer is correct. Hint, 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 hint. Uh, it's a fifty-fifty, but you got to be careful just because the saying it goes. You, you can't just go with the saying. You gotta, you know. Do you want to know what Al wrote? Larry was older than Shem and Mo. <laughs> this is our first. <laughs> uh, history time, please. <laughs> please. Let's go All right, um, National Butter Crunch Day. I, I don't know if that's that got to do with like uh, uh, Butterfingers kind of thingy. Butter Crunch is that what that is? Because that maybe I, okay. Because I like those. I mean, if that's if that's what it is. All right. Penguin Awareness Day. I am aware of penguins. <laughs> See what's black and white and red all over? Not just a zebra, but a penguin with a sunburn. See, say. What's black and white and red all over? A newspaper. Okay. This is a million of them. All right. There you go. Uh, museum selfie day. If you go to a museum and take a selfie, you have just defeated the purpose of you trying to prove you're an intellectual by going to a museum. I'm just, sorry. National Cheese Lover Day. Okay. I'm good for that. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of cheese, especially on my pizza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cheese pizza. Yeah. Is it pizza if there's no cheese on it? No. It is not. It is whatever else it is. It is. Oh, I've never told this. I don't know if I should tell this. I, I could get in a lot of trouble. I was talking to my wife. <laughs> She's not listening. I was talking to my wife, and uh, and uh, she said, uh, well, that I said, well, that's, I said, is that kind of like a sopapilla? And she goes, you mean a sopadilla? I said, no. I said, a sopapilla. She goes, no, it's Sopadilla. I said, honey, I said, that phone you have? I said, go to that Google page and type in Sopadilla. Bless her heart. Uh, that was an argument I won. 
Let's just say that. And then all the next day, I said, well, I don't know. Is that like a sopadilla? That's all I can say. <laughs> she was so mad. It was pretty funny, though. All right. Uh, the other thing to tell you is the first uh, roller coaster was patented on this day in 1885. You a roller coaster fan? Do you like roller coasters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was half-hearted. Been a while since I rode one, but I liked them last time I rode one. Yeah, I know, but now that you get older, it gets worse. That's what I hear. That it's true. And then you're like, why am I doing this? Am I not old enough not to do this? Uh, and that's it. We don't. <laughs> I don't feel like we need any other stuff. Okay. Um, question repeated. Uh, which of Noah's son was older, Shem and Jpeth? I want to say congratulations to everybody that redid that. That was a good job. That's uh, kind of why we want to look it up. So you got to be careful because sayings or phrases b- b- make you think certain things, but just make sure to read it. It's in the book. That's the way to do it. All right. Uh, we did that. We did that. We got the trivia question. If you think you know the trivia question, which one's older, reach out to us, 972-445-0770, or text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at he must increase dot org. I had to look at that. I forgot whether it was .org or .com. All right, let me do this one part. Now, I am not advocating mass rebellion. Okay? Can I, I don't know how to say this any different. I am not advocating mass rebellion. I am not advocating any political party. I very – I mean, there's some things that you see and you sit there and you just smack your head and go, I just want to have nothing to do with this. I love Elisha when he said, I, if it wasn't for this other king, I wouldn't even talk to you. <laughs> I just love that when he says that to the one king of Israel. Here's what I do want to make sure we understand. Scripture is not as complex as we're going to make it in this arena. This is Acts chapter 5, verse 29. This is when they got mad at them for speaking about Jesus. Now, they didn't get mad at them for political actions. They got mad at them for speaking about Jesus. So can you at least keep it in context? Here's what Peter said. Peter and the other apostles answered, we ought to obey God rather than men. When it comes to the gospel and making proclamation and being obedient to God, the principle is immovable. And we'll probably have to redo this or go after this again in the next segment. But I don't want anybody to misunderstand. When there is a difference in Scripture, let's say one Scripture says one thing and another Scripture says another thing, you go with the, what we would say the the the, the portion the, the, the proponency of evidence within the framework of Scripture. Throughout Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, the command is always to obey God first. It doesn't mean you ignore the government or the authorities. Read Romans 13, you're supposed to respond to them. But when those governments or authorities or powers contradict God, which means they're operating in sin, you obey God first. First, we'll get back to that in a second. We got somebody who's on hold. Let's give him a chance to answer whether it's Sopa D or Sopa Pillow. No, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David is Ace. Hey, brother Ace, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thank oh, you. All right, blessed, of course. You are blessed, and you are a blessing to us as well. So we want you to know that Thank when you. you call in and when you Thank connect you. with us, we are blessed by that. I appreciate that. 
You got it. All right. Now, my my only concern for everybody is everybody got it wrong on the initial. <laughs> Not everybody, but a lot of people. Because the saying goes a little different than the actual order. So if you're not there, I will get you there. Which of Noah's sons was older, Shem or Japheth? Well, I mean, I, I, would, I don't know. In my thought, say Jacob, but that I know. Now you're saying, I guess that's wrong. That no, Shem. no. You say it again. What did you say? Who was older? Japheth. Yes, that's it. And why I said it that way, so let me tell you why, so that I don't want you to I don't want you to get fooled on this. Why I said it that way is because people say Shem, Hem, and Japheth is what they say in the sayings, but it's Japheth oh. that was older. So that's why I was trying to make sure people didn't just follow you see, follow that kind of thing. So you got it exactly yeah, right. That's exactly what I was looking mm-hmm. for. Well, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, but it was in my mind that he was the oldest for some reason, and I, I don't know where I got that because I, I didn't look at the generational, you know, times they lived and blah blah blah. But, um, but anyway, uh, Bob, just thank the Holy Spirit for the answer. Amen. That's good. That's a good one for us. That's a and that's a tough one to remember because you have to have to go back and okay, now I got to read this. This person did this. This person did this. And you know, unless you're into that, it's hard to find. It's hard to find it. And hard to enjoy yeah. it. Good job, Easy man. That's a good skip job. Skip over that and go on to the bigger meat. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Great job. But anyways, good, good to have you on board again today. I, I didn't get to go out, so I'm, I'm catching most of your program today. So Awesome. Well, uh, I hope it's I did go to your website, and uh, I know you, you told me you sent me a message. I, I don't know if it was more personal than just the, the receipt, but I haven't seen that one yet. So, yeah. uh, But anyway, yeah. Uh, Everything's good on. So I appreciate your business and your, your well, your business of uh, bringing people into the kingdom and cashing your account, uh, putting that on your account. Hey, we want another soul to Jesus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, if if I did anything of my own, it'd be worth something. But it's all by the grace of God. That's for sure. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> hey, amen. the cattle on a thousand hills. We don't have to worry about money. Yeah. Amen. I'm with you on that one, <laughs> right there. That's yeah. why I love the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Good job, bro. I hope at the end of our lives, uh, resurrection from the dead. Amen. All right. Excellent work. Appreciate it. God bless. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Always great to hear from brothers. We're going to take a break and come back, because I want to kind of hammer in on that other stuff. Uh, Hammer. That's funny. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while, you get some extra time in with the Lord, and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. just, right. just can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? But yep. You want to know the answer, to that, I guess. I do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elisha raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I, I just thought like, about it that it, way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, sne- I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that well, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, then, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> we'll to have sit to there and wonder. To find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it, it, <laughs> could be, it could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. And as with every oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It's actually KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. This has been a fast show. I mean, this show, bing, over. I mean, just like, wow, right? Well, you didn't take a break for the first half hour, so it flew by. Yeah, it did fly by. It really did. All right, here's your last uh, trivia question for today. This is not a hard one. Everybody should really get this, but you have to think. Don't don't jump (laughs) like like Captain Chris when he jumps (laughs) Don't do that. Just slow down. Who was the youngest of Jacob's sons? Who was the youngest? We didn't do the website, did we, the second time around? That's right. That's right. Skip that. Who was the youngest of Jacob's sons? The youngest. (laughs) Joanne and Cordelia have now decided that everybody's getting a nickname. (laughs) They have just... All right, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org, which we could do the website. Go to the website. If you can give, give. We need it because our bill is due like a week from today. And 
we don't have it. So let's get it. Okay, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right. And then one thing I do want to do, I still want to do our DNA because it's just important to do. I think people need to be reminded there's so much weird stuff. It's not even that it's all bad, all good or anything. It's weird. It's like weird stuff going on. Uh, and I'm not even going to comment to most of it. Here's the deal. The deal is you got to function in this every day. Your DNA, D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, spend time with God. It, I don't care if it's a minute. Every day. Now, if you start in a minute, eventually you want to go to two. <laughs> it's all the same. But start somewhere. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, ever. Never be ashamed of the word of God. And A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means it's not just all about us. I think that's the single hardest process is you get up in the day and you you know get your day set and there's nothing wrong with that and you kind of plan your stuff out. There's nothing wrong with that. But we can get so tunnel visioned that we cannot see outside of the own our own picture of ourselves. That's what's wrong. I can't do that. Okay? All right. Uh, trivia question. The youngest of Jacob's sons, so he had uh, how many sons? He had 12 sons. And so, therefore, what does uh, the name of the youngest call 972-445-0770? If you want to call in, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. Somebody's calling in. We'll take that call, and uh, then we'll uh, wrap up on the other part of this I had a feeling that that I was not going to get past this little part because I think it's superbly important for us to understand understand that as Christians, we are first Christians always. I don't care what country you'd have been born in. I don't care you know what group you came in. I don't care what your status is. I don't care what your race is. I don't care about any of that. First and foremost, Jesus, 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 then everything else. Are we ready? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Hi, yeah, Joy how Ann. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. Uh, I love your wonderful show today. Missed the first 30 minutes. Cordelia tells me I missed something great, so I'll catch it on podcast. <laughs> okay, and tell but, Cordelia uh, I'll send her the 20 bucks later. Okay. Absolutely. So <laughs> I love it. I, I certainly have an answer, but I want to link it in with a couple of um, answered prayers if I have time. Yes, I'll try to keep you do, brief. and we would make that time for you. So let's do the let's do the trivia question first, and then you'll have that opportunity to connect it in. Who was the youngest of Jacob's sons? It was Benjamin. That is correct, Amanda. <laughs> Also now known as Benny. Yeah. <laughs> I have a story for that. <laughs> Fire away. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the reason I wrote Benny is um, a few months ago at prayer meeting, I brought forth a request regarding a repair that was needed at our home. And it was something that was just kind of, you know, uh, lingering for a long time. And, and they prayed over me and, 
Two days later, (laughs) our landlord sent this man. His name was Benjamin. And I said to him, I said, do you know you have a Bible name? I love it. And he said, yes. And he loved the Lord, in fact. And he took care of our problem in no time flat. But his name was really um, Benny. Everybody called him Benny. (laughs) So that was just one example of how the Lord took care of a, a problem. But can I just tell you about my um, Jesus card? Yes. Tell yeah, okay, everybody. So two, two Thursdays ago, my wonderful prayer group leader called me in the afternoon, and she said, Joy, I was in an extended time of prayer, and the Lord told me to call you. What is going on? <laughs> and she didn't know that that morning I was um, very feeling very stressed and overwhelmed about an upcoming um, expensive dental bill and auto bill. And so the Lord had told her to call me. Well, she got in touch with someone who helped me to actually get a new, nearly new car. And I have not had a new car in decades. And I have my silver, I call it a silver stallion. It's a Camry. And it's it's like a dream, and I'm going to use it for the Lord's work. But isn't that a miracle? I got that last Thursday. Absolutely so two awesome. Ago, they, they, that dear leader called, and last Thursday got a new car. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is so cool. And first of all, I've, I've had a Camry in the past. I'm one of those people that have had a lot, a lot, a lot of cars. Don't you love it? Isn't it a great car? Yes. yes I had to drive downtown today and it was so warm and it has bluetooth and i can see on the screen what christian artist is singing whatever song i mean it's just so amazing <laughs> I'm like, so spoiled. That, that is the so Lord awesome loves. it's awesome to have a car that has a windshield i mean that is like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good i'm yes. so happy and it for has you a big enough trunk to put in wheelchairs or um walkers for when i you know help the disabled or special needs in our car. So it is great. Thank you for letting me share that praise report. I know y'all pray for us, and that's just one of the fruits of your prayers for Cordelia and myself. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Congratulations on the car. What a blessing, and may the Lord keep you safe in it all the time. Thank you, and we love the audience, everybody calling in. Keep us coming, guys and girls. (laughs) Okay, thanks, David. Uh God bless. Great job. What a great testimony. Love it. Love it. Isn't that cool? I just, that's so nice. Love it. All right. All right. I only got uh, three minutes. I'm going to have to do it. Don't get mad at me. I have to do it. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Peter said, the other apostles answered, we ought to obey God rather than man. Let's just keep it simple. Our relationship with God is first and foremost. Even before your pastor. (gasps) What? That's right. Your pastor is not Jesus. Sorry. Okay. Jesus is the chief shepherd, and then all the other shepherds are called sub-shepherds. Okay, got that? All right, number two. You obey the government unless it's a sin. Okay? Like if, look at, okay, I'm going to say this. Have a sticker on your car for registration. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure you're breaking the kingdom of God rules, Right? But if there's something that they want you to do that is a breach between your conscience and God, you have to obey God first. You cannot be worldly. You are not allowed to be. In fact, James 4.4 says if you are a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Better be careful. That's a little tight right there. You cannot allow the influence of mankind. Wait, let me rephrase that. 
sinful mankind to exceed the declarations of Scripture. And when it's not a sin, and when it's a form of compliance, all throughout the New Testament and Old Testament, they, they respond to that. But when it breaches, that's the only thing we're talking about. When it breaches, like when the angel under the command of God said, go tell people, and the the religious leaders were like, don't tell anybody. Clear distinction between left and right, so to speak. Clear distinction between obedience and disobedience. When that happens, you obey God. When you die, you won't stand before your government. You won't stand before your pastor. You won't stand before anybody but God. And you will have to give an account. And don't think for one second. Christians are they are going to be eternally saved, but don't think for one second there will be no response. In fact, that's actually anti-biblical. There is a specific passage that tells us that we will be under evaluation as Christians. Is that for your salvation? No. But it will have to do with God saying, what about this? What about that? And that's going to happen. So you obey God first. You don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. No. God first. I can't say it any clearer. Obey God first. Answer this. We ought to obey God rather than men. Do you agree or disagree? It's just that, that straightforward, right? Okay. What a fun show. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.